1: Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares.
2: Hi, Jennifer. Howdy, do, do. It's Vanchus right. to you, Mr.
1: Vanchus. How you been?
2: Yes, thank you. I've been good. good. How are you?
1: Really good. So excited to be you.
2: you lies, <laughs> all of it, lies. You have been slaying the cryptids all over yes, the I have been greater Northwest, undercover. haven't you?
1: traveling all over the world saving every human being on this planet from the things that go bump in the night <laughs> well thank you no I do problem, appreciate no that
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what whatever episode I oh I'm not gonna remember the name of the episode because I wasn't prepared I think it was probably three episodes ago of into the fray but in Shannon's interview, it was just one of those moments of, yeah, you just make sure you keep your feet and your arms under the blankets when you're right? in the bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because of the things that go bump in the night. We like things that go bump in the night, though, because then it gives us something to talk about.
1: You no, know, it's true. And it's crazy because um, I've been thinking about it more and more, and there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe more brave, and so I'm wanting to experiment with things or go certain places you know like do you remember it was about shoot maybe a year to two years ago one Mm -hmm. morning you know we log into facebook and there's like this new video on youtube and it was all over and it was about a certain frequency that was played that supposedly attracted black-eyed kids
2: Oh, right. Yes.
1: I don't think I'm that brave quite yet. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, that's along the lines of when I say experiments. I mean, it would be really fascinating.
2: To be able to conjure up a black-eyed kid? To be able
1: to get into contact with something. doesn't matter what it is. It could be, I mean, I don't know. I'm really not, like, um, gung-ho on Bigfoot. Like, I don't care if I see one of those or not. I know. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know. What? I
2: know. Okay, we can't <laughs> right? be friends anymore.
1: Sorry, Bigfooters. It's just not... Like, to me, Bigfoot, the way that I grew up and believing in him, it's really not mythical to me. It's... Yeah, anymore. No, it right. Like it's just... And especially right. with being in this community... And how people... I mean, I know that we haven't actually studied one. We don't actually know it's, you know, hibernation patterns or if it does hibernate or it's food or it's whatever. Um, we have no factual, like, hardcore evidence that says this is how it is. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: But I feel, you know, it's kind of like, well, we don't have dinosaurs with us right now. I mean, yes, we have all the evidence that they existed and stuff. But it's just kind of like a dinosaur to me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, those were real. You might not ever see one, but mm-hmm. it's real. I mean, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack for comparing Bigfoot to a dinosaur. Just don't get lost in that.
2: Well, I don't know that you're comparing it to a dinosaur. You're just, you're, you're doing that comparison of, yes... It's old yeah, hat now. Yeah, it's old hat. It's there. It exists. You know, okay, let's move on to something else because it's not as much of a mystery yeah. to you. Yeah, you would probably like to know a lot of its behavior and so on. I get that. Yeah. But the fascination isn't there exactly. as much. You know, my big fascination as of late, and when I say as of late, we're probably talking within the last, Year at least, and yeah, I'm still fascinated with the whole Sasquatchery, but um, it's it's this flying creatures, and I'll lump them all into one you know, the flying humanoid, the mothman, the pterosaurs. Uh, I don't know if they're all coming from the same place or if it's the same creature, just misidentified by several different witnesses. But I am so fascinated by that whole thing. And I noticed within this last year, I'm so keeping my eyes more to the sky. And, of course, I saw, you know, that incredibly large bird. It was a bird. It, It was nothing more spectacular. It was a bird. But whether it was a mutation of gigantism, but this thing was abnormally large. And, you know, ever since I saw that, I think it, that really propelled me more into the fascination, especially what's going on in the Chicago, Indiana, Wisconsin right. area with all these sightings. I, I'm sure there's something to it. I really do believe that there is something mm-hmm. behind it. Uh, but just that topic alone, it, I find that really fascinating. Yeah. The Dogman kind of intimidates me a little bit, but See, yeah, I'll stick with I the... I think that
1: I would go with Dogman. Yeah, to be honest, I think that uh, that would be fascinating to me because it falls more in the line of werewolves and vampires, and that seems so much more, like, unrealistic. I guess what I'm wanting to touch base with is the unrealistic. The stuff, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. pterodactyls used to be around, or was, um, what kind of uh, dinosaur would Nessie represent? Yeah, plenty of sword. So I mean, again, it's like okay, I can understand, but right, a werewolf thing, or yeah, that yeah, blows my mind. That's, that's just you know, and same with like the Black Eyed Kids and stuff, and aliens and all that kind of thing. It's just like really, like for real, like that's that's what I'd be interested in trying to. I don't know, see or communicate with or lure in. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: Oh, you're brave.
1: I mean, I don't think so. I'm not saying that I can do it right now, but it's something that I would definitely be interested in.
2: I would like to see it behind bulletproof glass (laughs) in an enclosure and then let it go again. I I don't think that we should keep any of these creatures in captivity.
1: That's why I would like... If I could have a superpower, I would like be invisible and then I'd want to see it in its natural
2: habitat and then be able to oh. leave. I wouldn't want to capture it or anything. Dude, I'd be more freaking amazed at the fact that you're invisible. <laughs> Keep right? your cryptids. Jennifer's invisible. I think that's the more amazing yeah, story that there. Yeah, be cool. You know, speaking of invisibility, and that would be... That probably would be the most beneficial way of at least being able to see and witness something. I would think I I could be completely Mm -hmm. wrong. Might pick up on, you know, your energy, your vibrations or whatever. Right. But you know, looking in and researching a couple of these topics and I have been reading into books and you know watching certain documentaries and piecing things together myself and a lot of this is outside of the cryptic realm too is you know the the holistic nature of things Uh, the vibrations in which we all produce positive negative energies so on and then it delves into physics Mm -hmm. and you know i look at this and I think to myself, you know, humans are an amazing creature, but I don't think humans really take a step back far enough to see what it is that we are capable of doing. You know? So as a species, let's say that you're observing this planet from a distance. You see this species. This species came about, developed an intelligence level, is now mechanically inclined to develop just about any type of machinery to complete a task that we require right. of it, which includes flight, which includes leaving our atmosphere, which includes you know medicine, and look at the intricacies of some of these dynamic things. That is an amazing feature that humans have the ability yeah. to do to understand, to reason, and to build these highly technological Mm -hmm. things. And I'm I'm not going to say machines, but things. And it's relevant. Just take a look at a car. Open the hood of a car and go, oh, holy crap. Somebody had to design that. And it gets put together. It gets tested. Mm -hmm. It works. And now you sit in this mobile device and you can drive around. It's incredible. Now, take a Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that the unique ability of a Sasquatch as a species isn't or that it would be capable of internally being able to change its vibration? Maybe this is what its fascinating attribute is like the human attribute is being able to create. It's just as dynamic. It's on the same level. So let's say a Sasquatch is able to change its internal vibration. If it's able to do that, it may be what is actually causing what people consider the cloaking device. But it's just a natural, all-nature, physics-related thing that it has an ability Mm -hmm. to do. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but it's a very feasible theory. And then I think you and I talked about this a while ago, or I I mentioned it with Shannon LeGrowe. But I think I, I mentioned to you that within the last two months uh, a team of scientists developed a laser that is low frequency so it you know wouldn't burn doesn't you know affect your eyes or, or is dangerous. it's at a lower frequency of light level but it's a focused level of light and you can communicate audibly with somebody that's 300 yards away, two miles wow. away, 50 miles away, as long as you have the straight beam of light to be able to project right to them. And it will, what the laser does is it interacts with the water molecules that are naturally airborne in the air anyway, and you hear audible wow. speech. Now, who's to say that a Sasquatch doesn't have ability to focus? a line of thought or speech the same way this laser does. And maybe it's not this telepathic communication. It may be it has this ability to focal a line of communication like this laser does and it affects water molecules around the ear and you pick up the speech. I'm not saying any of this is documented truth that this is what a Sasquatch is because I'm not an expert. And that's my disclaimer. (laughs) I know nothing. I'm not an expert. But these are things that I've been looking into to say, you know, that would be its Mm -hmm. unique ability because every creature has unique. uh, Look at an octopus that can swim in the water and be Mm -hmm. brilliant blue and sit on a sandy bottom and immediately it camouflages Mm -hmm. and you can't see the thing. Well, that's that's an incredible trait for you know a creature like that to have. It's funny
1: that you brought all that so, up because I was literally also thinking about when I said like experiments and stuff. in you and I, one of our favorite topics that we've talked about a lot is um, mind control. And mm-hmm. I really believe that humans as a species have the ability to do a lot of things with our mind. I think that we have things that are just waiting to be unlocked or to be used. And why would the government try so hard to do all these kinds of things unless they actually believed that it could be done? Why would you spend so much money doing this if, you know what I mean?
2: If there wasn't something tangible there to begin with. I agree. Sure. No, I agree. And look, it has been proven that you... You can mind control people. Uh, you're, you're, we're all mind controlled on a daily basis, especially with you know the revolution of the right. smartphone. It's changed the behaviors of just about everybody around us. It's our mainstay of communication with each other. Most of you that are probably listening to this are listening to it on your smart device. And, you know, look how many times I'm in traffic and okay, the light turned green and you're still sitting there at a green light because you're so tied in. That's all part of a mind control. I'm not saying it's a nefarious evil intent. I don't think so. I really don't think so. But it's proven itself that it can be done and you can manipulate that. And I'm sure there are programs that we may not be aware of yet. It may take another 25, 30 years before the programs that are currently going on will come out in the wash and say, hey, you know, the government was involved in these type of projects, same same way as it did with MKUltra that started back in the mm-hmm. 1950s. We're still all fascinated yeah. with that. But this stuff's still going on. It's just in a, probably a, an electronic-controlled basis, not a drug-induced basis. Well,
1: I mean, and then there's um, all the stuff that's in our air, too. So who Uh really knows on a molecular level what Uh we're actually exposed to by just breathing the air that we breathe?
2: That's why I wear a mask.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm fascinated. I would love to, um, I mean, and they say be careful what you wish for, but I would love to experiment more with uh, remote viewing. Um, You know, Hmm. the, the... What is it? Is it telepathy or telekinesis? We're bending the spoon?
2: That would be telekinesis.
1: Could you imagine that? (laughs) Tonight, live on the caravan. Yeah,
2: you know... I? I would be doing more than bending spoons, (laughs) but, you know, that's just me. I was always fascinated by the fact that... um,
1: I forget what I read. I think we talked about this once before in another episode, but basically... It was the fact that glass, like on a window, is a very Mm slow-moving liquid. It was always the fact that, you know, you might have a window, and that if you manipulated the... It was basically that you would manipulate the energy around your hands, and that you could just walk through Mm -hmm. glass without breaking it. All with how you bend your energy and the energy around you, and then when it's connecting with an energy in front of
2: it. Right, and there's a term for that, and I'm not recalling what it is either, because both of us have brain farted simultaneously.
1: <laughs> First episode in, in, you know, four months. Yep. So, we're, yep. we're still getting back into the swing of things. So, that'll happen a little here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're glad to be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brain farts and all Yeah,
2: that. well, we'll make a drinking game out of this, and the show will just flow <laughs> so smoothly. <Yeah>. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Quality product here, guys.
2: <laughs> well, the thing that you brought up about glass being, you know, a fluid liquid, it's not, but... You know originally when glass is first being developed for windows for buildings which are now old buildings old right. farmhouses the pane of the glass was thicker at the bottom of the window and much thinner at the top and yeah it did flow but it's not in the physics realm it's not considered a liquid it mm-hmm. is a solid it's just that the glass does settle after a period right. of time kind of like, you know, molasses would, only it's in a much faster pace. And you know, you can create glass out of sugar or whatever, you know, melt it and make a sheet out of it and it'll do the same thing. It'll eventually float, but it takes a long time for it to do that. Now, in earth hours, no, it's a blink of an eye, but in a human lifespan, it probably takes longer than a human lifespan, but I know what you're saying as far as being able to, because I've seen magicians mm-hmm. do that trick, and it blows me away because I can't figure right. it out. I cannot figure it out, and I, whoever it was, I, um, I don't know that it was Blaine that did it. It, it, it might have been, but it was a sidewalk trick in New York City, and they were in front of a, um, in front of a big store window yeah. shopping district and he had put a piece of cloth over the glass and then stuck his arm through there and grabbed the item that was on the other side pulled it out took the cloth down and yet it's solid glass it's okay that's a good trick and i I don't think that there's something more going on other than it's a visual trick but the ability to be able to do that through physics says that it is possible You, it's it's being able to control and have the ability to control that much brain power to manipulate, you know, the molecular structures not only in yourself but in the solid object in which you are interacting exactly. with.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's interesting. It might have been because um, I remember seeing something like that, but I thought it was Chris Angel that did it. And it
2: you know, might have been. I remember
1: been. seeing like a it documentary. Been. And I'm not saying that I believe this or anything like that. I'm saying, let's think about it for a second. So you've got Chris Angel. And then I think um, I watched a documentary as well on between Chris Angel and like Black Sabbath. There was these documentaries made about how they made a pact with the devil. So that they were able Mm -hmm. to be as great as they were and it hypothesized that some of that magic tricks were in fact real but because of the way that they were done these street magicians could do it but it it came off real but then it also came off as something that people thought could be explained away when in truth it was actually something that they were doing because of the supernatural pact that they made so, again, I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying, could you imagine if we all had the ability to do that? If that was something that could actually be done, making a supernatural pact and gaining supernatural abilities from it?
2: Well, yeah. Selling your soul to the devil. That came See, from somewhere. I mean, that came from somewhere. I think
1: everything that we talk about... It did. Like... I remember, and I think I've said this on the show before, when I was a really little kid, I would always go with my dad to the antique shops, and there was a book, and it was about science fiction. And it said, it, but it was about science fiction, but it was also about, like, the supernatural and the paranormal realms, and they were saying that everything comes from somewhere. Right. So, think about that. Werewolves, vampires, Everything. Where did it come from? Where did it originate? Why did people think this stuff actually existed? There has to be some shred of truth in every thing. Like
2: In every story yeah. there is a shred of truth, <clears throat> sure. No, that is incredibly fascinating when you think about it, especially when you hear some really bizarre news story and then, you know, years later it's been developed into a movie. And yeah, they kind of glorify it. Hollywood will definitely glorify a lot of stories just so that it doesn't seem as boring. But what I learned Mm -hmm. today, I learned a couple of things (laughs) today. So I'm a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Um, The movie that came out with Tom Hanks called Terminal. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, if you saw it, where he was an immigrant from a uh, Russian province or whatever. And he got stuck in a terminal because he didn't have the proper paperwork to be able to be led into the country, but yet he couldn't get on a plane and travel back. So he was stuck in this term that's based on a true story. And this gentleman that this actually happened to was a resident of this airport terminal in Paris for 14 years is that, is that not insane? 14 years he lived in this terminal because he couldn't go back and he couldn't go forward, so he was stuck. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, what what an wow. incredible story. And humanity needs to be slapped upside the head, yeah. but so be it. And I know that sounds like it went off a little <laughs> okay. bit of a tangent, but again, it, it all goes back to if something comes from a shred of truth. You know, whether it is the vampire, whether it is the werewolf, in which we now werewolf. are referring to, you know, <laughs> werewolf right. or dog man. Yeah, werewolf. <laughs> yep. A shout out to somebody. <laughs> we
1: love you. You know who you are.
2: And all these people chime in. It's me. It's me. No. You wish. Only if you say <laughs> yeah. werewolf, which is fun because I saw a coffee cup today that really? said woof on oh. it. And I'm like, oh, no, good Lord. Right like, I know yeah, who's getting that for Christmas. Exactly. Oh, you can even have one made. Mm-hmm. That's true. But the other thing yeah. that I learned today that there's another cryptid oh, really? I've never heard of. And I bet a lot of people haven't heard of okay. this cryptid and it was fascinating. but there there is a cryptid lore in mm-hmm. Thailand of what's called water elephants. Really?
1: It sounds really like fairy tale mystical
2: water elephants look like an elephant. It has tusks, but it lives underwater, and they're only about two inches long and two inches high. Really? And theoretically, they're, they, they'll kind of feast upon you if you don't belong in their territory with their tusks. And inject you with a venom <laughs> and the beliefs of it have gone on now there are apothecary cultures in thailand where they have specimens of these water elephants and these tiny little dehydrated water elephants and they're sold on the market city street markets there as good luck charms so some t- scientists Took a couple of these samples and brought them to a laboratory, and they x-rayed them, and you see a full skeleton inside really? this tiny little dried-up wow. elephant. Now, who's going through that kind of trouble to manifest a hoax? If you're actually, it, it had a skeleton, it had vertebrae, wow. it had ribs, it had, you know, thigh bones and
1: really
2: Humorous wow. and it was just. I was like. Wow, this is crazy and I've never heard of this cryptid before is a water elephant and they're really small, but apparently they swim around in herds and they use their tiny little trunks as snorkels <laughs> and that's how they breathe and they swim under the waters and they protect the waters within Thailand. Interesting. So that was cool. I know, and I've never heard of this. Yeah,
1: before, no, so. that's actually I mean <laughs> Yep, I win. It's cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where you know it's like a um, like a fairy or something where you think that Mm -hmm. oh look at this cute little whatever, only to find out that it's Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna take you down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. It's gonna Mm -hmm. take you out and whoop your butt. Um, There's a gentleman that works at the place of employment in the same company Uh that I work for and he's relatively new I think he's been there since last October and we really haven't had a whole lot of time to get to know you because I'm not at that facility I'm out and about all day and you know I come in and you know it's mostly business when I do have communication with him but from time to time you know we do have a few minutes and we speak things. And he asked me my interest. I asked him his interest. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. Um, I introduced him to Sam Sharon and he was blown away by his skills. But he's also interested in what mm-hmm. the caravan does and about all the world of paranormal. And he asked me the strangest question uh, this past week when we were talking about it, because I had brought up the mothman of chicago he's like wait a minute i thought that was west virginia i'm like well that's where it really got its notoriety from as point pleasant west virginia but there's been a lot of sightings in Mm -hmm. the chicago area he's like let me ask you a question i'm like sure he's like are you sensitive i'm like yeah i I mean i've seen things uh, not as much as other people but i have seen you know shadow beings and he's like have you ever seen a cryptid I'm like, no, no, the, the two things that I've seen, um, were things that you have showed me, which I didn't divulge with him, but things that you have showed me that you've taken pictures of, I've seen shadow people, I've seen, you know, UFOs and the experience, but not mm-hmm. seen anything through the farmhouse. And he said, so if you're sensitive, do you see anything attached to me? Because I've had a lot of people say they see something oh. attached to me. I'm like, really? I don't pick that up from him. He, the, This guy has got a big heart. He's very kind. He, he doesn't seem to have that dark side of something that's attached to him to be right. malevolent. But I found that such an interesting question that he asked me that, that now I want somebody like Pam, who has that ability to be able to see something attached to somebody else and... It's like, I don't know where to turn around here or somebody that I would trust to be able to say, hey, do you see anything attached to this guy yeah. here? Because I found it really interesting that he's been told that a number of times. And I think he yeah. feels it, but, you know, he just is, but he's fascinated with the entire subject matter in which we dive into here at the Caribbean. Yeah,
1: no, so. I mean. Um...
2: <laughs> uh, road trip, Jen you need to come right. out and road trip.
1: Well, it's one of those things where it's like it's cool and all. Like being sensitive. I will admit that I am. But I really feel like it's one of those things where if you can see it, it can see you. So then I don't for the longest time I haven't um participated in it. You know, I try to ignore it. You try to shut it off. And Yeah, don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like strangers in a grocery store. Please don't
2: look at me. (laughs) Or you run into your ex at the grocery store and it's like, Oh God, please don't talk talk to me. You're you're just kinda holding holding your your hand over your face like horse blinders, like please don't don't see me. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
2: But you know, and that's Oh squatch, give me (laughs) your cloaking talents, please. Make me disappear. <laughs> well, they'll make you disappear all right.
1: But uh <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. You that's know, true. it's it's fascinating and again I would love to participate in it more. Um Yeah, it's just it's just kind of scary, you know? And it but hearing it was it's really cool to hear the story of him actually opening up to you because It brings me back to why we started this in the first place. It's being able to Mm -hmm. let our weird shine and be that beacon to other people that, hey, you know what? This stuff is out there. This is real. Thousands of people have experienced all this same stuff. Now, not everybody's accounts are real. Some people just want attention. Some people are delusional. But you Mm -hmm. can't tell me.
2: No. (laughs) Come on, Jen. You, well, can't well, you can't say me, that.
1: Though, that <laughs> that that some of the stuff isn't for a fact, a hundred percent real. Like, you know. So, uh-huh. I'm I'm really glad to be doing this no. and to have the platform to let people know. Hey, you know, if you have a story, <laughs> send us an email.
2: Well, even if, you, even if you meet people on the street, and it were to ever come up in topic two, that you're not judgmental. And I'm not judgmental either. I'm of open mind to say, what do I know? I know nothing. I'm an expert in none of this. And I don't think any of us can say that we're an expert in this. We've had experiences. We know what we saw. We know what we've experienced. And that's it. You know, you can talk about it so that you can counsel yourself through it if it was a traumatic event, but that's it. There is no scientific tangible thing that you can hold in your hand to say, Hey, but I think as time goes on, we start to apply physics a little bit more through science and you know, we're sticking our hand a little bit further into the cookie jar to get to the answer. And I think we're a lot further now than we were 20 years ago absolutely just because of this and of course you know with you know the revolution of the podcast now this whole community is reaching out to each other and sharing experiences and the commonality yeah. between those experiences you start to come up with answers there too well if you stand on your left foot and you're pointing your finger due <laughs> north you're going to have this experience hey i did the same thing and i had that hey, same exactly. experience Okay, well, there's a commonality between two people that live on opposite ends of the continent, but that's, that's cool that because we would have never known that until, you know, the podcast revolution and the internet revolution, etc., cetera, where we're all be able to be interlinked and communicate with each other so much easier. And so, yeah, it's nice to physically be face to face with somebody that asks and says, Hey, I've had this experience, or do you see something attached to me and know that they're not being judged?
1: No, that's huge. That's huge. And then to be able to be so connected in this community that you can actually help people. Like, hey, I may not know the answer, but Mm -hmm. Susie over here does, or or Karen, you know, does cleansings, or you know what I mean?
2: Oh, uh, sure. And, you know... uh, you know, using salt. Mm -hmm. Well, that came from somewhere. And it seems that salt's been used for a very long time, but it seems to be effective too. Mm -hmm. Right. And it seems to be effective too. So you do get answers. You may not understand what it is, but at least there's answers to how to divert yourself from some of this stuff too, and how to cleanse yourself from and keep it at bay, even though you don't understand what Ever it is that we're dealing with, whether it's ghosts, aliens, yeah. Bigfoot, Loch Ness, mm-hmm. whatever it is.
1: No, that's true. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. The you know, and back to the power of the mind. It's said that it doesn't matter what you encounter, like when it. Well, okay, when it comes to more of your ghosts, apparitions, all that kind of thing, the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. is so big that you know you demand something you just put that intention out there that energy you send that energy out there that nope this is my space this is what it's going to be and you can't be here and then it just you know it's just done it's just gone
2: and again i think you and i have touched on that a while ago too i think the human species in itself has a lot more dynamic to it than a lot of these entities have and and i think we okay. hold the upper hand in that in that poker mm-hmm. game i i really do um and and that's why they do leave it alone if you say no no means no and in a lot of cases they they because i they think they might be looking for a door that's opened yes. in vulnerability and without that door being open they can't get in and do what it, once they're in i don't know that you can get rid of them that easily i We're really don't but you have the power to close that door. Oh, I, I, I agree. I agree. But, you know, just keep those little, what was it, the, the little leprechaun or little troll that was down by the water that attacked the girl. And it's like, no, you keep that yeah. away from me, thanks. Uh, that's that's kind of terrifying. So, yeah, but again... If you say no, yeah. it may run away because it doesn't see that open door for mm-hmm. it to manipulate you. Very true. <laughs> it's just I my take. Again, I'm not an expert, Yeah, there people. are
1: no experts in this field, as everyone says and will agree.
2: I've just recently, within this past week, started watching Finding Bigfoot mm-hmm. for the very first time. I've never watched Finding Bigfoot <laughs> until this week. So I'm a little behind on the game. Um, because I kind of jumped into the fact that so many people talk about, it, eh, it's, you know, how are you ever going to find anything if you're right. hooping and hollering out in the woods? And I agree. I totally agree. And I was speaking with a good friend of the caravan and mm-hmm. yourself and myself, Sean Forker, and I told him the same thing. I'm like, you know, as crazy as the show is, and its I understand it's designed around ratings and get people to watch and know they're never going to find anything by acting like the goofballs that they are. The thing I do find fascinating about the show is the fact that they do travel around and they... Have these what's called yeah. town halls, and I'm sure you probably have all seen Finding Bigfoot. They have town halls, and you got witnesses there that explain mm-hmm. their encounters. And that's what I find fascinating about the show. The rest of the show, I, I could just edit out the rest. I just want to see the town halls and the people's experiences and their and their stories yeah. of what happened to them. That I find no. Pretty that was cool. always the
1: part that I enjoyed as well when I watched it. And it really makes me wish that I could do one here where I'm at, or at least in, especially in the town that I grew up in, cause it's a teeny little town, you know, our graduating class was only about, I don't know, 90 people, 80 people, something, right. I don't remember, but small <coughs> and it's out, you know, right there where the forest is and we'd miss a bunch of kids every, um, hunting season, you know, they'd be out of class out hunting. And so there has to be there's got to be stories, you know.
2: Has there been uh, any recent stories or reports from your area as of late or you just aren't you know in tune um, with that?
1: I have not <clears throat> been in tune with any reports or stories of any thing out in my area. Not Anything paranormal, alien, anything. And you know, it's interesting because um, another thing that I've mentioned a lot is the hum. And way early, way early when we first uh, first turned into the caravan, I believe it was, I took a video off my back patio and you could hear it in the video. Mm -hmm. I'm not hearing it anymore. It's been months and I haven't... Yeah, isn't yeah, it crazy? It's been quite some time. I want to say it's probably been six to eight months since I've heard anything, which is really fascinating. Now, uh-huh. you know, and if anybody's interested, you know, you can Google the hum, and there is hum, there are hum maps, so you can find where you live and it'll mark it on there, and it'll say like yep. what kind it was, how long it lasted, and if it affected anybody physically.
2: Right. I haven't heard it here. Now it's going to be about a year and a half since I've heard it last. Yeah. So that just leads me to believe I'm going to start hearing it again. See, and that's
1: how I feel about a lot of stuff when it comes to this realm of the world. I feel like things Mm -hmm. are, it's just a matter of time. You know, if you're sensitive and you have experiences... It's just a matter of time before something, you're going to come across something again because you're sensitive or you live in an area where you heard something a lot. I mean, sure, I mean, I guess we can counter that with people that say, well, I only saw Sas- Sasquatch once in my life or I only saw a ghost once in my life. But for some right. people, it's different. For some people, it really is just a matter of time before something happens again.
2: Well, I, I think, I, I'm not sure that this, the hum is a paranormal event. It's just an unexplained event. And that's what was driving me crazy. Because this is before I knew what the hum was or that it right. was even a known thing. And I'm hearing it and I'm like, what is running oh. in the house? What wait? Mm-hmm. But it's not in the house. And depending on which way I'm... I'm facing. I could hear it louder in one direction than I could in another direction. And I mean, it was driving me crazy. I'm going through the house. I'm trying to figure it out. It's not the refrigerator. It's not the furnace. It's It was nothing electronic. I would shut everything down and yet I'm still hearing the same drone. And then I'd go outside and I was hearing it outside and I'm like, okay, so something's clearly going on and I don't know what it is, but you try to lay in bed and you try to blank it out. And the next thing you know, you're turning the TV on just so you can go to sleep. And it's not right. that it was loud. It's
1: constant.
3: That's a
2: thing. It's just this low droning hum that you can hear, but it's not overwhelmingly well, it's loud by any means. It's, it's just irritating. It's
1: constant. It's all around you. It doesn't matter where you go. And it's uh, almost like it it like gets inside of you, like it's, you know, and mm-hmm. so then you feel it, and that's where a lot of people I think start getting sick too—the migraines and the nauseousness and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It affects everybody differently because we all vibrate on different levels, and that has its own frequency too. And so, right? No, it's just it's fascinating, and I'm glad that it never it never got to that extreme extent for me, but it was constant, and it was really bothersome. You know, and it was reoccurrent, uh, so. Right. But. Right.
2: Yeah, it was. It was happening for about two weeks here, um, and when I say here, in case you're new, I'm in the Chicago land area, but I'm not right. in Chicago. I'm 30 miles west of Chicago, just like Jennifer is. You know, 30 miles somewhere west of.
1: Let's just say Las Vegas. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> but you're 30 miles away from your metropolitan area too. So it wasn't because of the city of Chicago where I'm at that I think it was causing the hum because it seemed localized, but yet I couldn't pinpoint right. where it was coming from. It's just, if you haven't yeah. experienced it and and you do experience it, yeah. don't freak out. Because a lot of people are mm-hmm. experiencing the hum all over the globe. It's all over the globe. And it could be, a, you know, a geonatural right. occurrence. You know, uh, that's very possible that the vibrations change within our own planet because it is constantly moving in the core. And, and for you flat earthers, you don't need to listen <laughs> to this part because, right. you know, it wouldn't be relevant. But, you know, it's possible that it's caused by something like that. And it just, you know, it travels just like the jet stream travels and mm-hmm. different patterns. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I wish science would look into it a little bit more right. than it has. Because it would be nice to have an answer to say, yeah, unless, that hum that everybody has heard from time to time.
1: Unless science hasn't looked into it because it's government operated.
2: Well... But then That's somebody true. knows what it is. That's true. That's a thing. You know, somebody would know what it is. And and what would what's the government operation? Are, are we tunneling? You know, uh, mm. metropolis underground Remember. with machinery. It doesn't. It 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 is such a straight line of frequency that it doesn't fluctuate. At least my personal experience. Maybe the hum that you've heard fluctuates in tone. The hum that it's I'm constant. hearing here. It's it's a continual line of the same but frequency. It doesn't change or alter. So a
1: while ago when we were talking about the government mind control, you were talking about the white matter in our brains and how the white matter, because of something that they were doing, I think, environmentally, was it with the planes or something? Huh. Chemtrails, was that? So yeah. that when they would release this, it would make the white matter in our brains um, decrease so what if you can play the hum for a certain amount of time and during that time frame it then like after a certain amount of time it activates something within our own brains and then it slowly decreases something or, um, or secretes something or you know what I mean
2: Okay, so I'm not sleeping ever again. No problem.
1: No problem. That's what we do here.
2: I believe tomorrow I will be shopping for a (laughs) lead-lined comforter. If anybody knows where to buy a lead-lined comforter Uh that I can climb underneath (laughs) and wrap myself in and be protected from the government (laughs) white noise and mind control. Well, you Mm -hmm. never
1: know. I mean, it's uh, all theories, all ideas.
2: It's actually the hum is created oh, by a coffee company. And, and and it's it exactly. And it's made to drone these messages of <laughs> craving coffee and and that drives their sales well, up and think of they that. can charge more. How just, incredible is it yeah.
1: that coffee is just so widely throughout the whole world. It's it's this happy addiction. Caffeine is a addiction. Mm-hmm. And, or I mean, you can have an addiction to caffeine, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So, and if you have an addiction to anything else, it's bad. But when you have an addiction to coffee, everybody, oh, I just, I have to have my coffee. We have memes about it. <laughs> memes about it. Oh, sure. <laughs> that came out so funny.
2: Oh, sure. No, no. That, I agree. I, I know what you mean. No, people don't have... Although they do with alcohol, but people don't have you know cigarettes and joints decorating exactly. their walls in their kitchen. no, but I have you know coffee decorated uh-huh. on my kitchen walls here. you know yep. here's the coffee bar. Exactly. okay, that's great so imagine if, um, yeah it, I like I like yeah. that term happy well, addiction imagine anyway, go on. If the
1: government did something to the coffee beans. How easy that would be.
2: Oh come on! Will you stop with this conspiracy? <laughs> Don't ruin my coffee for me. Conspiracy coffee. The government tainted.
1: Yeah, I did too. Ooh, I like that. <laughs>
2: uh, Stay tuned, right. Caravanners, uh, because you know, our lore folk, rather, we're gonna have conspiracy coffee. We're trademark. Yep. Wait, that's copywritten officially as of right now. That's a that's a copywritten term. So. That's right. You Trademark can't steal Conspiracy coffee. Oh, nice. I'm high-fiving you on that. That I love that. Yeah, that think is about the amazing. Other we come up with. I'm going to go have a cup of conspiracy.
1: Mind, mind control. Mm. How
2: yeah, do you take your right. conspiracy? <laughs> do you like French vanilla? I'll have a yeah. cup of mind control in the morning. Thank you. Make sure it's extra dark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the MK like Ultra it. yeah. this
1: could really go somewhere <laughs> are you doing a
2: google search now to see if something is out there coffee companies that have right. the MK Ultra coffee that would be who'd buy it mm-hmm. though that'd be my thing who's gonna want to buy something that's after mind control and drink it although there's crazies right. out there why not they eat <laughs> mushrooms sure they, mm-hmm. they'll drink the coffee I know they would <clears throat> Either that or we have MK Ultra Kool-Aid.
1: That sounds scary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, just and right? drink oh the Kool-Aid gosh. people. I don't know. This is fun. I'm glad we've, you know, at least gotten it back and mm-hmm. most of us listeners here probably don't know this is coming out of a new yeah, studio over here. So we're we're trying out a new thing. We'll see how uh Mm-hmm. We'll see how the show goes. It's really yeah, windy you know, here and as today. as time goes
1: wow. on, too, we'll get more um, subject-oriented. We we're just so excited to come back and, you know, just have a... Exactly. Ramble
2: aimlessly. We
1: get back into it, say hi.
2: We're all okay. Nothing happened to us. <laughs> we're all fine. Um jennifer had her thing going i've got my thing going like i said i i had to move from studio 303 to studio 401 and it, it's been um mm-hmm. it's been a fun project but everything is pretty well established and set up here and, and we're kind of back yeah. on the roll again so we were we're excited to be able to embrace all of you give you a big uh, hug and say no we are doing
1: we also still, well. you know, we still have plans to go places on foot and do live videos. We also mm-hmm. still have merchandise mm-hmm. that everybody can check out. T-shirts, coffee mugs, blankets, pillows, with our logo on it. Um, we have our patron yeah. as well, with the different tiers.
2: Care.
1: And um, I'm mm-hmm. still offering readings. They're donation-based, and so you can just send me a message and... We'll set up a time, and you just, you know, you can throw it over PayPal or over Facebook Messenger. Um,
2: Are you doing I, a reading tonight I actually still, have, or I actually did you reading, do one?
1: I uh, scheduled right after this recording. <laughs> and I did one um, okay. a couple nights ago as See? well. So, oh, yeah.
2: So cool. Yeah, so if you haven't had a reading from Jennifer yet, like she said, it's donation-based. Um and you know, there's there's guidelines to that donation, but I'm telling you, for the readings, they are. Well, we have a lot of witness testimonies that are that are caravan of lore members. They are lore folk and have had nothing but amazement in their comments to say about it. That it's very spot on and very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing too. Found that. Everybody that had a reading so far that I had interaction with said it was so helpful because it gave them a sense of confirmation of the experiences in which they're having currently in their life. And it's nice to hear it come from an outside source that doesn't have that interaction on their daily life to be confirmed of these things that they're experiencing and the way that you're in tune with it in those readings and how you're interpreting those readings it's very fascinating so make sure that happens too and one other thing speaking of patron um and of course we don't care because we share with everybody so there's a patron with our good friend Mm -hmm. sam Sheeran. he started a patron go over to uh, uh mr sam Sheeran. you can find him on facebook and you can become a patron over there uh, I'm telling you, some of the stuff that I've seen him come up with as of late is, well, you just go see it for yourself because I'm sure most of you are familiar with who Sam is and what he does. But his patron, he's got a lot of offerings going well, on and there also, too. So, if you very like, cool stuff. Um,
1: more of the serial killer podcasts, mysterious circumstances, Justin. He also has Ah, a and and he's really good. He's really good. Mm -hmm. There's, like, extra episodes that he'll post up there and everything. So definitely check him out, too.
2: Yep. Yeah, very cool stuff. And I have, you know, these are things that keep me occupied during the Mm -hmm. busy work day. I'm privileged enough to be able to put the earbuds in and listen to these great shows that are made available out there. And then, uh, last but not least, Small Town Monsters. Their their Kickstarter has officially ended. They've met their goal for the next three movies that are coming out, which is Momo, the Missouri Monster, and Terror in the Sky, and On the Trail of Bigfoot. And uh, you'll recognize faces in this community that are partaking in those three movies that are coming out, but... If you haven't caught up with any Small Town Monsters yet, get on it because uh, I've talked to some people. I'm like, yeah, Seth's doing uh, more. Oh, is he the one that did the uh, Bray Road Beast? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And they're like, that oh, my fantastic. God, that was so good. And I'm like, yeah, it was part. really good. And, 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 mm-hmm. and the Mothman, yeah. yeah. So kudos yes, to Seth Love and what he's... What he's undertaking, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And and then, uh, what's well, last but not least, I don't know, this annoying person, which was the end of the fray radio thing. I
1: no, always love to miss Shannon LeGrow. You know, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for, you know, end of the fray and the amazing stories and community that she created, so...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know I had to poke fun at her the other day I think it was on Friday I had a last Friday I had to poke some fun at her because she's like hey I just narrated some stories for 13 minutes past midnight and if you haven't listened to it, I'm like what is it that you're not doing I mean here she is doing documentary she's doing into the fray now That's she's fantastic. doing narrations it's like, Well, you, yeah. So, of course, I had to poke fun at her. and I'm like, what, you're scuba diving for the Kraken. Dude, that'd be so cool. (laughs) Taking a mission to Mars. Take me with you, girl. Yeah, she she said she's going on a Mars mission. So, you know, you you can find her. She'll be the next face (laughs) on Mars. Nice. All right, folks. Thank you for uh, stopping by and letting us catch up with you. And, of course, we'll be... uh, We'll be running the cycle back up to normal speed here and have our regular episodes, and there'll be focused episodes on single topics. And, of course, if you have a topic that you would like Jennifer and myself to dive into, research, and talk about, well, please feel free let us know. Just go to caravanoflore.com, and you can leave it there. Or you can notify us on our Facebook, too. Yeah, feel free. Just put it in there. Hey, guys, I want to hear more about the... The little elephants Mm -hmm. that swim around in Thailand. Well, then we'll do something like that. I'm I'm up for anything weird and unusual. If
1: you want to be interviewed on the show, um, that's an option. Mm -hmm. We love doing that. So, yeah, just send us an email and let us know.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, if you've had an unusual experience or want to talk about an unusual experience that somebody you knew had, Uh feel free. It's also a trusted environment.
1: too,
2: if you rather go that route. So, yeah, oh, sure, absolutely. A- an- anonymity yeah. is important to all, very much so. Thank, thank you, folks. You thank you, long. Jennifer. Big hugs to
0: you. From childhood's hour, I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source I have not taken my sorrow, I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. And all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, in the dawn, Of a most stormy life was drawn from every depth of good and ill, The mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, From the red cliff of the mountain, From the sun that round me rolled, in its autumn tint of gold. From the lightning in the sky, as it passed me flying by. From the thunder in the storm, and the cloud that took the form, when the rest of heaven was blue, of a demon in my view.
3: there us you move on dead it lay there cold underneath your last breath hold your tongue still I've gone the beast that follows is close but we'll move on snake